0: Welcome to Decoding the Customer, a podcast about customer experience and how to realize customer-centric change in today's dynamic business world. I'm Julia Allfeld, Certified Customer Experience Professional, Business Advisor, and your host as we explore topics, trends, and best practices that are enabling brands to thrive in the age of the customer. Thank you for tuning in. If this is your first time listening, welcome. If you're a regular listener, thanks, and it's great to have you back. This is episode 52 the first of four weekly episodes during the month of September. Returning listeners will know that the first episode of the month is always an interview episode, something to inspire and spark thinking before we dive deep into the practical how-tos during the mini masterclass episodes later in the month. Today, I'm interviewing Chris Allfelt. Chris is a clean energy specialist and engineer by education who now works as a policy, research, and sustainability advisor. He's not a CX expert like many of my previous guests, but he's working in an industry that is undergoing great transformation at the moment. A transformation that is being driven in part by the rise of empowered consumers who have more choice and are putting pressure on governments, power producers, and private sector innovators to improve the way that they serve their customers. Sound familiar? Over the last decade, empowered consumers have rocked markets all over the world. As this happens, organizations are responding. And many folks who aren't CX experts are being put in situations where they're contributing to decisions that impact customer experience strategy and customer centricity. CX professionals cannot go it alone. Ultimately, the customer mandate must be championed by a much broader group of stakeholders. So as CX professionals, we need to understand what this change looks like in different industries and how we can help empower the engineers, product designers, marketers, and others who influence the future of customer centricity in different sectors. During our conversation, Chris and I discuss how the electricity industry is changing, what this means for consumers, how organizations are evolving, and what's working, as well as some of the unique challenges that are facing those who foster customer centricity within this sector. If you're looking to understand how customer experience is playing out in the energy industry and other highly regulated markets, or want a window into how non-CXers are facing customer-centric change, then stay tuned. If this episode leaves you wanting to learn more about customer experience management theory and practice, I'd encourage you to check out CX University. CX University offers a broad array of online courses, CCXP practice tests, webinars, instructor-led training, e-learning, and custom modules. CX University is a CXPA authorized resource and training provider meaning that their materials have been reviewed and vetted by the association for alignment to the six core competencies that are in the CCXP exam. They have a flexible and affordable monthly subscription model and have offered an exclusive discount code to listeners of this show. Listeners of the podcast can use the code podcast10 to get 10% off the first month's subscription. If you did a double take on that last name during the show intro, you weren't mistaken. Chris Allfeld and I have the same last name. Chris is my husband and a special friend of the show. He's been incredibly supportive behind the scenes as I've gotten the podcast up and running. Chris and I work in really different fields. And if you were to have asked us a few years ago if our areas of work were at all related, we would have given you an emphatic no. But the times, they are a-changing. And what I think is so interesting about the energy sector is how the structures of the incumbent organizations are so ill-matched for customer-centric evolution, yet we see green shoots of change. Unlike other industries, where marketing or customer-facing operations teams would have naturally led the charge with change, you don't have those same departments in this sector, or at least not to the same extent. So the change falls on the shoulders of the engineers, innovators, and policymakers. For that reason, I think the energy industry could be a place where one could make the case for non-centralized customer experience management. As mentioned before, Chris is not a CX expert or a specialist. He's probably learned enough through osmosis to be dangerous, but his real professional background is in engineering. Chris is an accomplished energy industry professional with over a decade of experience working globally in the sustainability and clean energy industries. Since founding Blue Horizon Energy Consulting Services, he's helped clients identify opportunities and overcome pressing challenges within the rapidly changing energy and socially responsible investment industries. He's also shaped early-stage policy and market decisions on clean energy through work on renewable energy policy, climate change finance, off-grid electrification, and social impact projects in various countries. And if all of that sounds like a little bit of French to you, don't worry. We're going to go into a little bit of what this industry does during the episode. A summary of the insights from my conversation with Chris, as well as more details about his work, will be available in the show notes for this episode, which are on my website, julia-alfelt.com or decodingthecustomer.com. Today, we have a very special friend of the podcast with us, my husband, Chris Allfelt. Chris is a renewable energy engineer, and he has been incredibly supportive of the show and been really helpful behind the scenes helping me with things. So thank you for joining
1: me today, Chris. No, thanks for having me. This is great. For starters, I thought we were more than friends, but I'll take it. (laughs) Okay.
0: All right. Okay. Okay. And as we sit here and speak, we are speaking into a little mobile recording studio thing that Chris built for me for the podcast. So those of you who may have noticed that the sound quality has gotten a lot better in the last couple of months, that is due in no small part to Chris helping me build a space that I can record in that is... Not soundproof, but definitely less echoey than what we had going on before.
1: Yeah, for Julia's listeners that were listening before, she used to build a pillow fort in our back room to record a lot of these interviews. So now she at least has some soundproof tiles on a box, basically. Much better. Much better (laughs) than the
0: uh, soundproof via pillow situation I had (laughs) going on previously. So you're a renewable energy engineer. I'm a customer experience professional. I think that we thought that never shall our careers intersect, but that's actually not the case, especially in recent years in the energy sector. Energy companies are starting to think about customers in a different way. As consumers, when we think about the electricity that we use, we think about it coming from a utility, like a big state-run monopoly with power plants and substations and power lines, but that's definitely changing. Can you share a little bit about how things are changing and why this has forced the energy industry to think about customers a little bit differently?
1: Yeah, I, I also think it's pretty cool and our industries are merging and they also rhyme, which is kind of Cool. Electricity and customer centricity. That's
0: right.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But I guess there's a couple drivers that I've seen which are contributing to that. One is the technology is changing and technology is giving customers more options. Now you can generate your own electricity on your roof with solar panels and use batteries to store it, whereas you couldn't do that a decade ago at the same prices as you can now. We're also seeing I think customer expectations increasing and what they expect out of their utility and what they're demanding. For example, a lot of customers now want clean electricity and expect their utility to be able to provide services that meet those requests. So some utilities are having to adapt and build more renewable energy and offer that option for their customers.
0: So this idea of customer expectations on the rise is something that we see across sectors. It doesn't matter what industry you're in. We live in this world where people want things quickly. They want them efficiently. They have zero tolerance for redundant processes, and you want things done instantly. And it's also really interesting how the technology has changed in your industry, Again, we used to think about power as being something that was generated by these big, monolithic power utilities, but now that's changing. And a lot more of the generation that's happening is being driven by consumers. People are putting solar panels on their roofs and creating their own power, and that's then connecting back into the grid. And so these organizations that never have to use to think about the customer suddenly have to deal with the customer, and it sounds like some of them are terrified about it. (laughs) So are most energy companies close to the consumer? What has been that dynamic there?
1: I'd say some utilities are better than others at understanding their customer. Historically, though, utilities have been a monopoly and have thought about their customers more as rate payers and as a number as opposed to an individual, which has contributed to... A number yet. on
0: a spreadsheet, perhaps?
1: Yeah, a number on a spreadsheet. A number of is... one of
0: your spreadsheets, perhaps?
1: <laughs> At some point, but <laughs> I don't have as many of those anymore. But I think that's changing and we're seeing utilities that have to not only compete with other service providers if the regulations allow it, we're also seeing startup companies come into the space and offer different services to the same customers that the utility are providing or can't provide if they're off-grid customers. So it's definitely a changing mindset I think utilities are catching on to that they need to start adapting. But they have, I think, a number of challenges working against them being this big company that has aging infrastructure, usually poor finances to fund innovation. They're usually struggling to just keep the lights on in some cases, as opposed to invest in innovation and research and development. And we're also seeing restrictions on the cost they can pass on to the customer. And historically, customers didn't have a choice to install solar or install really efficient equipment that was available. But now as utilities just keep increasing prices, customers are using less electricity. I was saying, hey,
0: maybe I'm just going to make my own electricity.
1: Yeah, or installing really efficient lighting, LED lighting, or efficient appliances that then make their demand on the utility a lot smaller.
0: And this question of organization having legacy systems and issues that are preventing it from moving forward is something that is not unique to the energy sector. I think it's quite extreme in the energy industry, but it's something that we see in a lot of other industries too. So, financial services, retail, these organizations that were built in a different time, in a time when business was done differently and their strapped with these legacy systems that hold them back. And at the end of the day, the customer doesn't really care about that. They just want what they want when they want it. And if the existing companies that are out there can't provide them with it, they'll go somewhere else. They'll make their own power, for example. Mm-hmm. So what do you think power companies need to do differently to survive and thrive in these new market dynamics with Demanding customers and the possibility to generate your own power?
1: Well, I think to survive, they have to get the basics right. Still, a lot of utilities struggle with that from keeping the lights on reliably, offering clean electricity that customers are asking for, even just making billing and basic communication easier for the customer to understand. I think they still communicate bills from the mindset of an engineer where. I can understand what the bill says because I understand what kilowatt hours are and what these things mean. But I think a typical customer just looks at the number and doesn't really understand what that means. for What's a
0: kilowatt hour? Who even knows? How they
1: should react and how they should save electricity if they want to that's for surviving. In terms of thriving, I think they need to go beyond that and really start listening to what customers are asking for, whether that's cleaner electricity or whether that's financing for an efficiency upgrade or an electric vehicle connection that they want. And to do that, I think utilities are going to have to start partnering with disruptive business models and disruptive startups to stay relevant and to make sure they're adding value in those transactions. If a solar company's coming in and installing solar on the roof for the customers, maybe they can partner there and offer some financing that can facilitate that.
0: So are traditional power utilities ready to be customer centric? And if not, what do you think they need to do to sort of shake themselves up?
1: I think there's some that are. One good example is Green Mountain Power in Vermont. They're an electric utility based in Vermont that provides, I think, 70% electricity to the state. And they're offering some innovative services to customers and thinking about the customer quite differently. They've partnered with companies like Tesla to offer both storage and solar to their customer. They also have rebates for customers that want to buy an electric bike or an electric vehicle to help reduce the cost for customers to invest in technologies that are also part of their vision of the future of their utility. They're also doing things like opening up some of their office to shared office space for innovative companies to come in and work alongside them and and share some of their data with these startup companies that have the potential to disrupt their business model, but they see it as more of an opportunity to partner with these startup companies if they can get it right. So I think that that's one example of some of these utilities getting it right. But I think there's a lot of room for improvement if you look across the board globally.
0: I think for any business, opening your doors up to your competitors and potentially sharing your data with the public and saying, hey, come and partner with us for innovation. I mean, that's a scary proposition for any business, let alone a big former power monopoly. Mm -hmm. What do you think prevents some of these utilities from jumping on the bandwagon with this stuff versus others?
1: I think some are in a better financial situation than others. I think some are just kind of struggling with the basics, like I mentioned before, to keep the lights on reliably. And they're dealing with aging infrastructure, aging power lines, aging power plants that they're operating. And that's where their focus is on. I mean, they're looking back at their own business model and internal issues all the time. They don't have the freedom or the funds or the time to really think about the next steps of the future of what the customer's asking or what the customer's even giving them feedback on that day. I think it's operational issues that a lot of utilities are still struggling with. They also have to operate in a regulated environment, most of them, where they can't charge the customers whatever they want. They have to charge what the regulator approves for the tariffs. So that also limits how innovative they can be. They have to work within that structure.
0: But even if they did have the funding, It sounds like some of the challenges within some of these organizations are cultural, too. So, I mean, we can say, right, okay, they're looking inward and solving their own problems. But to go out there and listen to customers is something that you can do in a way that does cost a lot of money. But you have to have the will to do it. You have to want to do it. You have to want to listen to customers. You and I have had lots of conversations over the years about the team culture dynamics at some of these utilities, it sounds like that's a really big hurdle for becoming more customer-centric. Can you give the listeners a little bit of a taste of what that's all about?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Sure. I used to work at a utility in a previous life, and I do remember one of my colleagues getting in trouble for actually going out and visiting a customer who had a downed power line that crashed into their backyard. And he went out of his way to on his way to work to go visit this customer because he heard this happened, and he got in trouble by his boss who said that's kind of out of his job description. He shouldn't be engaging with the customer. He should be working in the office and let the lineman go and, and fix the line, not him. But I think that that mindset is something that's been kind of ingrained in the utility that you, you work in these silos and you stay in these silos. Um, whereas more innovative utilities are looking and breaking down those silos and also looking at any opportunity they can to engage with the customer in positive ways and to build that personal relationship with the customer. It helps back office employees really understand the purpose of what they're doing on a day-to-day basis if they can engage.
0: These big power generating organizations, these public utilities, they're hierarchical. They've been hierarchical for a reason, too. I mean, they've had to run these massive power plants. And to do that at scale, you have to have lots of systems and processes and procedures in place. And sometimes it's quite technically difficult. So you've got a lot of engineers on your hands. So you've got this combination of an org chart, which is filled with engineers and a structure which has to be highly regulated and monitored. So It's basically a recipe for being very analytical and very rigid. How do you think businesses or power companies can shift
1: that culture
0: and change mindsets?
1: I think it starts with getting your employees thinking about the customer and getting them to empathize with what the customer wants. Like you said, a lot of engineers work at utilities and that tends to be the mindset of problem solving and how these companies approach problems, but I think the future of business model is not this top-down engineering mindset. It's actually more of a distributed business model, which requires you to to think about your customer differently and more as a partner that you're going to partner with and work alongside. If customers can both generate their own electricity and buy electricity from you, then you're going to think about that relationship much differently. And you're going to have to shift the mindset of your employees to adapt to that new business model.
0: I mean, even the terminology that's used, power utilities sometimes refer to their customers as rate payers. They're not even customers, they're rate payers. (laughs) So it's like, first, let's move them from rate payers to customer, and then maybe from customer to partner. It's a big...
1: And then to human. (laughs) And then to human. Exactly, exactly.
0: So do you know of any power companies or utilities that are making progress with customer-centric transformation?
1: I think some of the more innovative ideas that we're seeing are coming from some of the off-grid companies that can build electric utility or build services for customers from the ground up.
0: So wait, define off-grid for those who aren't an energy engineer or don't live with one.
1: So I'm referring to like a solar home system or a microgrid business model where a company offers a solar home system to a, a customer with financing so they can have a solar panel on their roof with some basic lighting, maybe a radio and TV. It's kind of a bottom-up basic needs, typically for an off-grid customer that doesn't have access to electricity yet.
0: So like in a rural environment. Yeah. Like, like in
1: Africa. Yeah. In Africa, there's lots of examples of this. Beebox is one example of a company that's pretty innovative, and they also operate in Asia. And what we're seeing is when you can build one of these business models from the ground up, it can be much more customer focused. So they're already adapting their business model, I think, to offer other services to these customers. They're not just offering them electricity, but also offering them a TV that's coupled with this solar home system that operates efficiently and can work with the size battery that they're using. They're also looking at their customers as a long-term relationship. So thinking about what are the future needs of this customer, whether it be internet service or a mobile phone plan or microfinancing. So really thinking longer term about these customers, not just a once-off transaction to get them to buy a solar home system.
0: So thinking about that customer's full life cycle and perhaps what some of their big needs are in life and how can you go about addressing some of those needs that maybe even fall outside of your traditional product offering.
1: Mm -hmm, Definitely, and I think when you're willing to think about the customer long-term, they're also more willing to share data with you that you can then also use to service that customer better. A lot of customers now, you can help them build credit for the first time if you have access to that data and help them if one of their big first purchases is a solar home system, then it will make hopefully their next purchase for another appliance easier after they prove that they can pay off this debt.
0: So if you were a leader at a power company that's really feeling the pressure from consumers because rising customer expectations, but you haven't started your customer-centric journey, what would you advise?
1: Probably to speak to my wife, who's the customer experience specialist. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think it starts with culture change and you need buy-in from the top management to know that the business model for the utility is changing and how do you get employees thinking about that differently? The CEO from Green Mountain Power, who I referenced earlier, has an interesting philosophy and probably one of the first times I've heard this come from a energy executive that you need to think about loving your customer. And it's one of the first times I've heard love being used in the energy industry. Yeah. <laughs> but I think it's an important mind shift to think differently about what you're doing as a service provider and also trying to think differently about your customer as a human and not just a, a rate payer.
0: So... Energy is something that we all have a stake in. Power keeps the lights on, it keeps the economy running. So it's something that we all have a stake in. How can the general public or governments help these power generating organizations
1: change? I think for customers, it's giving feedback and encouraging utilities to live up to their expectations. If they say they're gonna offer clean electricity, it's making sure they follow through with that. And then for governments, I think they have a big role to play for the utility industry to create the enabling regulatory and legal environment so that utilities can change their business model and adapt to the utility of the future. I think the monopoly model has to change, but it can't change without the right rules and regulations in place to allow that. So it's going to take a lot of work from all the stakeholders involved to get these utilities to become the utility of the future.
0: Yeah, but it's great that engineers, people like you are starting to recognize and feed in some messaging about being more customer centric and making customer centricity be a part of that evolution because I think it is so important. So
1: I have an insider advantage that my wife is a customer experience specialist, <laughs> so a little more insight than most people.
0: Well, thank you, Chris, so much for joining me on the show today. It's been really nice to have this conversation.
1: Yeah, this has been fun. I'm looking forward to the next one.
0: Thank you for listening to my interview with Chris Allfeld. The electricity industry really presents a green fields opportunity for customer centricity, but also some unique challenges. It's ripe for change, but the organizational structures and team cultures might not be the most predisposed to customer experience. As we see with the example of Green Mountain Power, it's an environment where seismic shifts made by leaders might be needed to affect change. Personally, I think it will be a very interesting sector to watch. If you're enjoying the podcast, I invite you to share the program with others or head on over to iTunes and rate the program. This helps others discover the show. I'll be back every Thursday this month with a new CX Mini Masterclass. These episodes are designed to be punchy, bite-sized overviews of key customer experience concepts and practical approaches that you can use. So be sure to listen in or subscribe for updates when new shows go live. If you're looking for help realizing customer-centric change in your organization, please don't hesitate to get in touch. My contact details are on my website, or you can reach me on LinkedIn and Twitter. My handle is at Julia Allfeld.